Blog Talk Radio. Hello, welcome to Real Metaphysical Talk. I am your host, Joan, and here we are in a brand new episode. Today, Thursday, October 12th, the day before Friday the 13th. Ooh, okay, no big deal. I don't, <laughs> 13 for me is a really lucky number. And in the past, I've done shows about this 13 being super lucky. But I still feel like even today is going to be a lucky day. There's still a lot of things happening, though, astrologically. I'll get to that in a minute. I just want to talk about today's show. We will be talking to Gregory Nicholas, Greg Nicholas. Um, he is a natural-born, fourth-generation psychic, descended from his great-grandmother. That's where all this came from. He's got the ability to read dominoes, read seashells, talk to the deceased, get information for you, read auras, tea leaves, you name it. I've been to seances with this man. Fantastic. And I'm telling you, he's the real deal. We will talk to him in a minute. I want to cover one thing, though. Last week we had a full moon. We are currently right now at the last quarter moon and next week with the new moon. So what does this mean? This quarter, last quarter moon right now is talking about some type of crisis of consciousness. You've got something going on that you need to decide now what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Sort it out, figure it out. What might have worked for you before may not be good for you now. So let's start preparing ourselves for the new moon, which is what you can now focus on. Take what is working for you, channel that energy, and renew it with the new moon, with your intentions at that time. We're talking about um, finishing up our details. Anything that was conceived last month's new moon, three weeks ago, you have to look back over the last three weeks. What revelations did you have? What ideas did you have come to you? Epiphanies. What worked for you? What did it mean? These are the things that you can begin to work on, channel your energy, and get, get right into that next new moon next week and really plant the seeds of intention. Now, let's focus on what I really want to focus on is talking to Greg. We've got a full house here. I'm seeing everyone calling in. Hello, Greg. Yes. Hi, Joan. How are you? Good. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. So why don't you tell our guests and all of our listeners um, who who are, I see, I think we've got four or five people actually on the line on hold listening to the show via phone. Um, tell Very them about good. yourself. I am uh, fourth generation, Joan, uh, from my great-grandmother uh, in Italy. I uh, descended down. Uh, it came from her side. We are unable to trace it any further back than her. Um, I was born this way. I can remember things occurring and me seeing things as young as four years old. Um, and it, during your intro, you, you were right. I uh, read uh, dominoes, very, very ancient form of divination, a, a family thing. Uh, seashells. Uh, coming from the water, it uh, originated in the Mediterranean culture. It's very popular with the Italians, Greeks. The seashells have to do with uh, water. Water is tied to your emotions. So the ones you pull tell a story. Uh, I, I read tea, uh, tea leaves. I read palms. 
Uh, and as you said, I do seances. I know you've been to at least one of mine. And I uh, just connect with the spirit all the way around. Any, uh, okay, so you also provide classes. Yes, I do. Uh, I teach uh, a variety of things on how to see uh, and feel energy, uh, predominantly Joan auras, how to see and uh, feel auras, how to sense them, hot, cold spots. I'm also a massage therapist, so that comes in handy with me as well. So I do that. I teach uh, some basic metaphysics, uh, as simple as uh, smudging. I'm teaching one this weekend. Uh, very, very basic, how to use a pendulum, the dousing rods, the energy rods, feel energy, things like that as well. I am a big believer, and I do a lot of scrying using the um, the black mirrors. Uh, and, Joan, what is uh, one of the most famous movies in the world that has several types of scrying in it? Can you recall? Oh, yes, um, Snow White. No, Wizard of Oz. Oh, Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz, too, but Snow White as well, because she's got a mirror, doesn't she? The mirror, mirror on the wall. That's the most famous type. Yes, yes it is. But the Wizard of Oz, but Dorothy runs away to see Professor Marvel. And in the wagon, he puts on the turban, looks into the crystal ball. Mm-hmm. Then later in the movie, the Wicked Witch is looking in the green crystal ball in her castle. Again, scrying. But I teach that, and I use it a lot. The uh, the uh, scrying mirror, I use uh, incense smoke, things like that. Very uh, fascinating art, Joan. Fascinating art. That's right up there with uh, uh, reading palms. Oh, excellent. Yes. No, I, I've i been to your class. We've done the scrying. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone has their own technique. When it comes to scrying yes. and when it comes to, like, reading the smoke and people will hear you say black mirrors. Oh, Greg, that's, that's negative. How, what's your mm-hmm. response to that? Uh, they are blessed because uh, silver mirrors, uh, the, the regular mirrors we're used to are harder to see. They are blessed, uh, but black mirrors, they're, uh, uh, the ones I use are made by me and they are, uh, they're blessed, they're sage, they're reiki, whatever. And they can, uh, they're just, a, it, anything we use, Joan, is a tool. You can use the bowl of water, okay? Uh, you can use a flat mm-hmm. crystal, a crystal ball. It's just a way to tune in. Some people, Joan, can actually have more success scrying with their eyes shut and glancing up behind their forehead like it's a movie screen. And seeing things like, that way. And that's easy to do. Anyone can do that. Exactly. And, uh, well, uh, practice and, Joan, a lot of protection. I am huge, and I know you well enough, and you know me, that I am huge on protection. You never get any of the, into any of these sciences, as I like to call them, without the proper protection. Uh, because things out there exist. We don't want to bring them forward. We want to protect us and our guests as well. Um, but it's a tool. It's a focus tool. It's like the incense smoke. When you use that and you see the shapes, whether it's shape, letters, spaces, whatever, coming up through the smoke to give you messages. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, uh, you just have to protect yourself very, very much when you do something like that. But when you do it properly, you know, it, it works out okay. So what kind of protection um, do you suggest for first-time people, 
for people that are, I mean, we know people that are practicing and, the, and they use these mm-hmm. techniques. Um, they know that they can either pray or uh, see a blessing. What do you recommend to people? Uh, first of all, you have to use what's comfortable for you. I can, I always bring in for me, uh, Archangel Michael to protect me and whoever I'm reading and the group, whether it's a gallery reading or a seance, you bring in Archangel Michael to use a divinely inspired golden white eggshell bubble around me and everybody to keep out even the negativity, Joan. I like to use something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, people can stage the area, smudge the area, smudge themselves. Some people believe they can uh, use a, a crystal for some sort of uh, protection as well. It's whatever your intention is to be protected, Joan. Excellent, excellent. Now, speaking of negative energies, we're nearing Halloween. Everyone states that the veil is always thinner, although I right. feel that you can always communicate with the other side. Mm-hmm. That the veil is always thin. Yes. You, uh, it is just more popular mm-hmm. this time of year. But mm-hmm. Right, of course. Do you feel that some people may take this information, communicating with the other side or possibly using, uh, we know everyone states, Ouija boards are bad. Without protection, something mm-hmm. can backfire. So scrying, doing whatever it is that you're doing to connect with the other side or your higher self, what things could possibly happen if we don't protect ourselves or, say, for instance, we use it for a negative purpose? Well, without the proper uh, protection or, uh, uh, yeah, without the proper protection, uh, Joan, we could open the door, let something in, let in some sort of negative uh, energy, let's say. I don't want to use the term spirit or entity, but a negative energy that could latch on to us. That happens to all of us. Uh, I'm a Mm -hmm. big believer that if you could buy something at an antique store, yard sale, whatever, you cleanse it before you bring it into your home because you do not want that negative energy there at all. So I I think we need to do that, but we don't want to leave that door open. We always want to do it for our, uh, and very, very important, highest and best good for uh, good messages uh, from the other side, uh, for validation that we may need, something like that, Joan. I I agree with that, but we don't want to leave that door open. And me personally, I always thank the spirits for coming through and helping me or helping my client out. Yes, you know, yes, you do. And one and thing I was brought up with, Joan, is that, you know, always remember where your gift came from. You know, how, where it came from, divinely inspired. So, yes. Right. Gratitude. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you have um, these seances, you're local to the Cleveland and the Akron area. Right. Do you also do readings online or over the phone for people who are maybe in other states? Like, I'm looking at callers right now. We've got people in Connecticut. We've got people in California that are listening right now. We're across the entire United States. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes, I do, to answer your question. I do with the uh, – you set up an appointment, Joan, with me online, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, I do get to it. Uh, October, of course, is a very, very busy month. I do not have a day off, which is a good thing, but I do do readings over the phone. Uh, it, uh, I, I don't see anything, uh, anything really different. I prefer in person when I can really feel the energy, but over the phone works just as well. Fantastic. And so you can obviously tap into their energy and you could also pull stones or dominoes, read your cards. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've mentioned before, you read cards, but I've mentioned yes. online to our listeners that you read a specific type of card. You have oracle cards and tarot cards, but you also read a specific type of card. Thank you. Yes, I read that gypsy cards or gypsy witch cards. Uh, they come in an orange box. I am very, very comfortable with those. I, I like reading them. The messages come through clearer. And I also read normal playing cards. I like those as well. Which They're is, uh, just, just normal deck, a normal deck of you know, playing cards. Right, which seems to be a lost art. You know, that's what you're not the first one to say that. Um, it, it it's coming along very well, and uh, a lot of people like that. Anymore, I'll be honest. I include the gypsy cards, the dominoes, and the normal playing cards in any of my in all of my reading. It just seems to be my uh, my forte and what people like. Excellent. Yes, um, and that's why you have so many people coming back to you as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. I I do, and I uh, I try and keep it very uh, uh, oh, what do I want to say? Very fresh, Joan. But yeah, I uh, uh, I have tarot. I do not use them too much. I just connect much better with the gypsy cards and the regular uh, playing cards. What do you say to people that may be um, okay, Greg? Maybe for example, I've seen you last week. You know what? I want to come and see you again this week. What do you say? Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I've seen, I don't want to call them abusers, but they feel a mm-hmm. little bit more comfortable seeing you a little bit more often. How do you right. comfort those people um, with getting through with things that they have going on in their life? I uh, try and tell them if we just had a reading last week, unless it is an absolute emergency. Now, I'm not saying I, I never read people one week to the next because some people just have a lot of uh, crisis or going on. But to have a sure. weekly reading as a matter of practice, in my opinion, is unneeded. You know, we all have free will, Joan, and that's the important thing with any of this. We all have free will. Mm-hmm. I can give you a reading right now and say this, this, and this is going to happen. You may go out and do the complete opposite and nothing's going to happen. It comes out differently because of your free will. I tell people to use their free will and, you know, let's face it, a lot of times uh, common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, 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 I'm just, if someone wants read every week, that's fine. You know, of course, I, I, like I said earlier, I have done it. I don't prefer to because to me that's overkill. You need to be able, because during a reading, let's face it, a lot of times we just uh, tune in on things that's coming up within the next uh, month or two. Absolutely. So, and uh, things don't change a lot. It's like reading palms. The lines do not change that rapidly. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So I try and tell people not to, you don't need a reading every week. Uh, uh, you know, maybe a question, but you don't need an in-depth, in-depth reading every week. It just, uh, it, to me, it just seems like overkill, Joan. It really does, and not, um, uh, I, again, un, uh, unnecessary. I know that's uh, uh, awful to say, but it just doesn't seem necessary. And, you know, th- I know there are some people out there who say you have to have a reading every week. To me, that is taking advantage of our clients. I, I agree. I agree. I see that as well. Um, we always have to let nature take its course, allow the universe time, because there is, according exactly. to the universe, there really is no time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and you are absolutely right with what you just said. Allow the universe the time. And again, take responsibility for your own actions. Uh, and, and think before you speak. I, and it seems to be sometimes uh, we read people that, oh, they can't make a move without talking to us. But we all have free will for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, to think. And you, you just you put it very, very, very wisely in terms of um, let the universe take its time to uh, to help us out. And, you know, we all have to uh, what, help ourselves, Joan. That's excellent right there as well. Uh, you know, and a lot of times when I'm doing a mediumship uh, event, whether it be a seance or an, a gallery reading uh, or an individual mediumship session, a lot of times things come through about take time, slow down. And things like that. Uh, so that, let's face it, a lot of times life gets in our way. Sure does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, life gets in our way, Joan. So, but yeah, uh, and that happens a lot during the uh, a seance or, like I said, a gallery reading or something like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What are the things? What are some of the things that you've experienced at seances? I know that it's the last seance I, I was with you. It was actually last October. Mm-hmm. In Sandusky, yes, we were in Sandusky. Yeah. So yeah. at your seances, mm-hmm. you have a tea. I know sometimes you do readings for people. Um, right. What are some of the things that you've experienced in the process of the seance? During oh anything um, seances, and let me just put it out there. A lot of times, people want the Hollywood theatrics. That doesn't occur. You know, uh, I, some, a lot of times I may stutter or stammer. A big thing that occurs are photos during the seance. Uh, a lot of individual smells or scents that come through. For certain people, I may be pulled toward, towards one person, and that scent is for them, something along those lines. Uh, pictures. Um, I've had things show up on my face, and I think maybe, Joan, I showed you the photo of, like, the, uh, the red that showed up on my face during a photo during a seance about a year ago. Right. That, uh, yes, that it looks like a map. A mm-hmm. Yes, yes, it mm-hmm. does. A lot of validation, Joan, for people who are there. People are there for a reason. Uh, they're drawn to it, and it is, they're there for a reason, and it is just something that uh, they need to do. So a lot of validation comes through, a lot of smell, scents, the table may vibrate, things like that. Um, a lot of, uh, I use a lot of candle flames, and that the candle flame may uh, sway back and forth. But uh, a lot can happen. Sometimes things get uh, rather emotional for uh, some of the guests. Mm-hmm. Right, and I think you sa- you said it exactly right. It's it's validation. We've had, and I remember having um, people were sensing their animals that have passed. Yep. Mm-hmm. At the dance. So a lot of visits from the animals too. But specifically, like you said, it's all validation. I think even with readings. When I do readings as well, a lot of it, what, what comes out of my mouth or what I may feel at that time becomes a validation for the person being read, receiving the message. Right. Mm-hmm. And we, that, and and that honestly, point. Mm-hmm. Right. We, we know how we feel about a situation. This is why we go to confirm. We're not asking questions. We're asking for confirmation, really. 
Exactly. And the thing that people have to remember, and that's an excellent point, is it may not be a verbal confirmation, but a sign. It can be something, I just did one this past week, where uh, all at once a, uh, a pocket knife, pen knife showed up, and I mentioned this to the person, they broke into tears, because that was a validation of their father, who always used to carry that knife and passed it down. That was a validation of, uh, uh, for them of uh, their father uh, being there and uh, that they're on the right track. Excellent. Excellent. I know. Excellent point. Mm -hmm. You state that you see things. So you got the picture of the pocket pen, the pen knife or the pocket knife. Yes. Mm -hmm. You see things, you hear things. When you see things, where do you, I mean, do you see it in front of you? Is it in your, the picture in your mind, like the movie screen behind your forehead, you know, that type of thing? Both, Joan. I sometimes see it in my mind's eye, but a lot of time it just shows up right uh, right in front of me. Uh, interesting story. A couple of weeks ago, I was doing an individual, like a gallery reading for five or six people. And all at once, honestly, floating in front of me, Joan, was a set of false teeth. And I just said, what is with uh, female and false teeth? That person, they burst out laughing because they couldn't. And we were talking about grandma. I I think her name was like Lydia or something like that. They couldn't find her teeth when she died. (laughs) And that was just her tone or the teeth. And it it showed up, but again, floating right in front of me. That happens a lot, things like that. It's like the pocket knife. When it showed up, that was just floating right in front of me. And I get pictures. I do not see a movie. I get pictures. And that was the validation that individual needed. Mm-hmm. Oh, Were you at the fantastic. seance when I picked up the white goose or something, the white duck or goose chasing someone around the yard? No, I don't think so. There was something with that... a white bird <laughs> chasing uh, someone around the yard, and that was on Grandpa or Grandpa's farm. That was, that was some time ago, but that sticks in my mind as well. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're in the grocery store and you're, or you're just going through your normal day, do you get messages throughout your day? Yes, uh, about different people uh, in wherever I am, yes. I rarely, rarely, if uh, uh, at all, uh, act on that. Uh, This happened earlier this year where I just looked at someone and her son came through and she started talking and then I mentioned his name in the helmet here. He was killed in a motorcycle crash. His helmet was broken and everything. He wanted to let her know it was okay. But as a rule, I don't do that. Um, You know, we have to have a little bit of decorum in my line of work right. when we do something like that. But it does happen, yes. I just try and uh, put it in my Rolodex uh, in my mind and uh, keep it there because you never know when you're going to cross paths again, which has happened. Well, you've had a message for someone and then come back and then say, for instance, or, oh. Yeah. Go ahead. Or, yeah, Joan, where you're, uh, you're and whenever I do a, a, a party at someone's house, I never know who's there. It happened one time where I was at a store and this person was there and I was getting something in the back of my mind, like a name or or an object or something like that. I show up that night near that person is. We looked at each other and I immediately blurted it out. Wow. Mm -hmm. That happens too. Um, Coincidence? Hmm. Synchronicity? I don't know. But everything happens for a reason now. Oh, absolutely. So when you're doing the parties of... And you're, you do house parties, five of, five or more people. Um, right. Do you get more energy when you're dealing with maybe a group of people from the same family 
does it allow for more um, activity from that said family, or what do you recommend? It, you know, that's a good question, Joan. It varies. Whenever you have different people who aren't related, you uh, get it. And a lot of times, too, and remember, I see energy, you know, because I read auras. I teach how to see and feel auras. A lot of times when people are related and they do not tell me they're related, I see like a similar energy or like the energy cords coming from them. And you see or feel the really good affection, Joan. And that's what goes on, too. Okay. Uh, but. Uh, if you have people from different families, uh, the energy is very different, uh, and you can immediately pick up on someone who is blocking you or daring you to uh, pick up on them, you know. Uh, but uh, it, it really doesn't matter. But I, uh, I think my preference is uh, uh, a variety of people from different families. Nice. Okay, very good. Mm-hmm. So, and um Oh, you know what? I've seen this even on on television shows when they have the gallery readings that one person mm-hmm. bringing in another person. There may be no relation, right? But somehow they tie together. You know, yes, and a lot of times you never know, and it could be what happens is say there's uh, some good friends. You and a friend of yours, you come to a gallery reading or a séance. Well, I may pick up on someone from your side, someone from their side, but they're together on the other side coming through for that event just to say hello to you and your friend. That happens. It doesn't, that's a good point. It does not have to be family related. It can be some very good friends who just come together, but their deceased loved ones on the other side show up together to come through. That's just, that's amazing to me. And an interesting thing happened. This is rare that this happened last week, say the week before I was doing a, uh, it was a seance, and all at once I kept hearing like a harmonica, something like a harmonica. Well, that's such an odd musical instrument, so unique. And I, I just said, okay, what's with the harmonica? I kept hearing it, and, and then uh, this one guy just started to laugh and laugh and laugh. He had Grandpa's harmonica in his pocket. Oh, wow, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, so it's interesting how things like that occur. Mm-hmm. Do you think having so, objects from your loved ones during readings helps? It can. Um, a lot of times I will use those during a, uh, like, psychometry. If I'm reading you and you give me an object to read until the vibration, that will help. But during a mm-hmm. seance or a gallery, not really, you know, because there's so many people. Now, if you want to, and I just tell my, uh, my clients, Think about their people they want to talk to. Uh, think about them on the way. Now, we can't control them. You know, if a spear is not going to show up, they're not going to show up. But right. think about them. Uh, but if you want to wear um, like a piece of jewelry or a watch or have something in your pocket that someone gave you, that, that's fine. That's fine. A lot of times when I pick up on an object, oddly enough, it's uh, like a locket or something that has someone's cremains in it. Mm-hmm. It's like this just happened yesterday at an event. Uh, the son, Joseph, that was his name, Joseph, he kept saying, I'm on you, I'm on you. And I kept telling the lady, I said, okay, he says, I'm on you, I'm on you. She just smiled, her eyes welled up and reached down. I couldn't even tell she had on a necklace. Under her, uh, uh, her shirt, she pulled out the chain, and there were his cremains. It was her son who was uh, killed. Wow. So that, that uh, happens a lot. Is it necessary? No, I just... With me, Joan, I always say intention is the best, you know. 
Uh, if you think about it or, or want it to occur, that's always the best. If you need something to help you remind you of it, fine. But intention is the best. Excellent. And positive intention, of course, when we're setting our goals. Oh, and excellent point. Even asking mm-hmm. for the other side, asking for help. So. Yes. Oh, always, always, always. Um, positive intention for your highest and best good. Uh, you know, in my own rule, this is me. And you and I have talked about this. If I think you're into something dark or not for the best interest, I will not read you. Mm-hmm. You know, because I don't want to pick up anything. And why do we want that sort of uh, negative energy? Like I said, I was born this way, and I, I prefer to stay safe. You know what I mean? I prefer to keep it safe. Total, totally agree with yeah. you. Now, we're mm. down to the last two minutes of the show. How can people get a hold of you? Uh, you can get a hold of me. If you look up on uh, Facebook, it's probably the easiest way, Joan. Uh, Gregory yes. Nicholas. Um, you'll see, uh, it's, it's, Nicholas is my middle name. Uh, you'll see Gregory Nicholas in my picture. Send me a request and I'll accept it. And they can do that. We can make arrangements that way in terms of whether it be, any, uh, you said I'm in the Cleveland area. Uh, my wife and I live south of Cleveland, but I go from town all the way to Sandusky for events and house parties. But Gregory Nicholas on Facebook, you'll see my, my photo. Um, and uh, send me a message and uh, we'll take it from there. Sounds great. I appreciate having you on the show. Anyone looking for his information, I will have it on my page. That's under Real Metaphysical Talk. And I will also have, if you want, you can message me here on Blog Talk Radio under Real Metaphysical Talk. Thanks for coming on, Greg. We'll talk really soon, and I hope to have you on in the future. Thanks again, Joan. My pleasure. Good talking to you. Yes, thanks. Have a good one. Mm -hmm. And listeners, thanks for joining me today. We will talk to you soon on the next episode of Real Metaphysical Talk. Take care.